Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Happy New Year, Maurice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Happy New Year, Maurice. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Happy New Year uh, to you. So there's this debate that goes on. So how long can you say Happy New Year? The first two weeks of the year. I think anything before Martin Luther King Day is okay. And obviously, you can only say it the first time that you've seen someone. Mm-hmm. Like, not the yeah. yeah, like, that's the um, the time frame that I've got. It's like, it's up until February, but it's the first time you see someone. Right. So if you like, don't see them until, like, February, then it's a little too late to say Happy New Year. Right. And don't say Happy New Year to someone a second time. Right. Like, if I see you on, like, a daily basis, you can let it go, sis. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like, you know, up until, you know, the first holiday of the year, which is, you know, Martin Luther King Day, that's, that's, that's appropriate. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool. Yes. So, how was your, um, I guess we just talk about our weekend. How was your New Year's? It was okay. Like, it was quiet, um, you know, still somber uh, mood mm-hmm. over here. But, um, but yeah, just just quiet, and, and we'll get into some of the things later, but yeah. Yeah, quiet. yeah. My, you know, my New Year's was good. It was just me and my boyfriend, low-key, chill, lovely. Um, Which residence? We actually had a staycation. So we got a hotel room for the night. You know, hotel rooms Ooh, just are, you know, little, you know, no child. We was at a Kempton. Um, see, you know. here in the city? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, it was a little sexy, a little, you know. I would have done happy. the new, I would have done the new Four Seasons. I, don't know if I was going to do the new Four Seasons, but no, I am trying to be fiscally responsible <laughs> in it. And the prices—I mean, we had a really nice room at the. Um, we stayed at the Palomar because the, the um, mm-hmm. other hotel, the other Kimpton hotel, is like literally one block away from this apartment. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah. So, so um, we decided to go, you know, a few blocks down into Center City. But mm-hmm. I, I did look at the new Four Seasons, and I was like. Girl, I can keep these extra five hundred dollars in the bank. <laughs> like, you can't afford it, like Sue Zorman says. Uh-uh, I don't. But they have. I'm good. They have the. <laughs> is it the highest swimming pool in the world, or just North America? I think it's just North America. Just North America. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. And I think it's the I, tallest. You know, I get confused because how do you get water up that high? Yeah, I mean they pump it up there somehow. I guess. Pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> right. Hydraulics. Mm-hmm. But no, it was a nice New Year's, but we'll talk about New Year's mm-hmm. in more detail. Um, but yeah, so what are you drinking tonight? So I am still using my new uh, Bartesian um, <laughs> cocktail dispenser, and oh my God, it's amazing. So Bartesian, if y'all need a sponsor, y'all want to sponsor some episodes or something. <laughs> Let us know because it is amazing. So today I'm drinking um, a lemon drop martini. Mm-hmm. You know, it's lemon. It's it's vodka based. It. I put it on strong tonight because I need a little extra. But yes, lemon it, drops are my favorite martinis. Good. Except for that one time we were at Stir and we can't go there anymore. Oh, for my birthday. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, someone pulled a Bill Cosby on me, and it's <laughs> traumatic. No, they did not. You need to let that uh, story go, because that is not what happened. That is what happened. That you is know, not what happened. Don't, don't blame the victim, Maurice. Do not blame the victim. <laughs> okay. No, okay. that was a scary but night that's... in my life. I, I'm just thankful that I was there with friends that I could trust. Yeah, it was like <laughs> five of us there, so there's no way. <laughs> You had like four lemon drops. Oh, oh, you're talking like about that time. Minutes. Yeah. Okay, because okay. yeah. it was two times at stir. <laughs> see, can't show your face there anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll leave. We'll leave the, the messy details off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. 
Um, so yes. what are you drinking today? Well, you know, I don't have a Bartesian. I did look up a Bartesian last week on the um, during the episode, and you know, the <laughs> internet stay watching. And the first thing I saw on Instagram when I got off of, when we wrapped recording was a Drinkworks. And oh, I wasn't going to order the Drinkworks. <laughs> <laughs> but you were just like, uh-uh, honey, that's the ghetto. That's the ghetto. And it's, it's not, it's, it doesn't look as pretty. No, it doesn't. The Bartesian looks very, like, high-end. Like, like, yeah, real classy base. It's, it looks metal. The other one looks very plastic. But um, tonight, I'm trying to stay um, on my New Year's resolution, like everyone, oh. of eating clean and staying fit. I was going to do a dry January, but I said, fuck, bitch, who are you fuck for? Yeah. Like, you know, I, just give me the drink. However, I am having a low-calorie drink. Just having a vodka soda. It's probably mm. 45 calories. Um, not the tastiest thing to drink, but it's alcohol. Mm. But I seriously have to lose some weight, because I went to urgent care like two weeks ago. I didn't even tell you about that. And they, I stepped on the scale, and I was ready to fight. Why? I ain't never... Because I never had numbers that high in my life. You got some pandemic pounds. It's okay. Yeah, I got to do some pandemic um, weight loss and or surgery. I need a consultation. <laughs> get you some cool sculpting. I went to my doctor because um, I, mm-hmm. I used to get my physical around my birthday. But, you know, the mm-hmm. Rona was popping off on then. So I wasn't going in the middle of the summer. So I actually went on the uh, 30th Okay. to get my physical. And my doctor was like, and, you know, I was feeling like, you know, kind of like you, like, I put on some weight or whatever. But my, my doctor was like, uh, you should probably gain some weight. Ooh. I was like, oh. I was like wow. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a compliment, hey. yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're looking a little thin. I was like, oh. Look at that. Yeah. You know, he I made, can say my weight. I'm good. I'm good about that. But no, it's crazy. But as a tall person, I don't look as heavy as I am. And, you know, at one point in my life, I was a 36 waist. Ooh, girl. Um, Big thumbs Yeah, I was real thick then. I don't know, but I weigh more now than I did then. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and now I am a 32 waist. So it's very confusing. But yeah, I, will have, so- I lost five pounds over the weekend. How, I don't know. Probably dehydrated. Oh. Or did you take it? <laughs> No, I, I drink a lot of water. I didn't, I didn't take an enema. It's just, I don't know. I just really just stopped eating, like, salt and vinegar chips and lost a whole bunch of weight. Five pounds in a weekend. Yeah, it's probably water, though. But oh. it is hard. <laughs> like, my doctor did say, like, once. Because you know how they do, like, the BMI calculations and they do, like, the, um, you know, they have, like, the, the height weight right. ratio. BMI is a lie. Yeah. And he's like, well, once you get over a certain height, it's really hard to like really put a number on what like your your weight should be or mm-hmm. and even BMI is, is is you know this ridiculous kind of thing because you could be a certain height but your weight the composition of your weight could be unhealthy correct you know, just because you're a certain number doesn't mean that you're actually in good health so it's and it's 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 suspect mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're sorry we're discussing our tall people problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not enough leg room on the airplane. Well, you don't know how much it should weigh because uh, your BMI. Yeah, I always do get like a the leg room. You know, I'm always in the emergency exit aisle. <laughs> <laughs> get you a business class seat, girl. Girl, you know I'm cheap. Oh, you be on spirit. I, I, I do not be on Spirit. I, don't know, I, I did go on Spirit once and never again. I fly to American. <laughs> but that's my cocktail for the night. Just a little vodka club. Mm-hmm. You putting some that's lemon fun. in it or something? Oh, yes. And I, I have a lime. Okay, good. Yeah. A little a flavor. A little something. Some flavor. A little something. But it just tastes like water. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about these categories. The first podcast of 2021 category is, you know, New Year's Eve. But not necessarily our New Year's Eve personally, but the, the coverage and the madness that was happening um, on the internet and on the television. Did you, like, watch anything or do anything? Not really. So we actually spent... Um... 
the day we were just like binging a bunch of stuff. So we'll we'll kind of talk about what we, what we watched a little bit later. But um, we were just binging TV, and then at some point, you know, we had like had our champagne and we had like our little light bites and little appetizer stuff because we didn't do a full like meal mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve, and so um, around like ten o'clock. We were like a bottle of champagne in. We had cocktails on our Bartesian. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make it to midnight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just not. And so we like went upstairs. I took my shower. I got in the bed. And I was like blissfully unaware by like 1030. Okay, Carrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then my friend uh, Natalie texted me and my phone went off, so I like kind of woke up and because Mariah was on CNN. And so she that was. The only coverage that I watched of the night, on the night. Well, I think that um, for us, we went to the hotel and, you know, we were drinking so, so much. Like we went to the hotel, we had mad champagne. I think we had like three bottles of champagne and we had lots of liquor. So we were just drinking. But my boyfriend was just reminding me to pace to pace myself. Which you never did. <laughs> I did this night. I paced myself on New Year's, but I was asleep by twelve ten oh. uh, on January first. But uh you know we kinda wanted to just like watch movies but at the hotel like they was trying to charge twenty dollars yeah. plus tax mm-hmm. for movies that are on Netflix. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'm used to going to like boutique hotels or whatever and <laughs> just like get Netflix right on the television or like kind of log into whatever log your, into your account. Your, your account, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like you couldn't do that. So we basically were forced to watch Andy and Anderson. Oh my god. The entire like from eight o'clock on. Oof, girl. And uh... Andy out the jump at like eight oh two. His pupils was dilated. He was fast talking. He was a mile in the Loud talking. Loud. And he Anderson. Was so loud. <laughs> Anderson looks so uncomfortable. He must have called Anderson Cooper sweetie like 500 times. Yeah. And then as the night on, they were taking a shot every hour on the hour of my favorite tequila, Casamigos. And Andy was just like, I'm not cold. I'm warm. I'm ready to go. He kept cutting every interview off. Like, he would ask mm-hmm. people questions. Oh, my God. The, the funniest interview was Patty LaBelle. And Patty oh, LaBelle was Patty, like, Patty was on there? Was Patty, Patty was on there. She was oh like, my God. Let, I need to go back and watch. She's like, will you let me answer a question? Like, <laughs> could you, like, pause? <laughs> she was like, what y'all on over there? It was just, it was, it was a lot. Because, oh, my God. Their energy levels were not matched. They weren't. And uh, it was interesting because really, Anderson was really giggly the whole night. He was. Anderson seems like such a lame. He seems Mm -hmm. like such a a wet blanket. He doesn't seem like a fun time. And it's just, but I also feel like it's an act because I know Anderson used to date some wild menses. So he's not, you know, a stranger to to partying and to drinking. But he's at work out there. But he's at work. And that's the thing. And I think he has a a professional level of decor. Yeah. I mean, Anderson yeah. is CNN. He's he's interviewing the president. He's coming mm-hmm. at you from the war zone. Mm-hmm. The most serious Andy gets is a Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. Which, and... did you see that? I did, oh, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> child. That was a mess. That was a mess. So, a whole mess. Are you, ta- are you talking about uh, Monique and Candace? No, I'm or talking about... the whole thing? I'm talking about Monique and Andy because when he just kept coming for Monique the entire night and yeah. it was one particular moment where um they were talking about paychecks and Monique was like this little check this little check right. is nothing like I just use this to you know reinvest in my own businesses but you know I'm not paying the bills with this like this is just supplemental to my wealth and then Andy was like he t- I think he took offense to it because, you know, he's used right. to using the show, especially for the Black cast. Like, he doesn't try this with Beverly Hills. He doesn't try that no. with Erica Jane or Lisa Vanderpump. But he was like, he was coming for her money. And he was like, well, mm-hmm. and what do you mean? Because Chris, who is Monique's husband, was a former NFL player. He was like, well, Chris isn't making the money he used to make. And Monique was like, uh-uh, honey. 
my husband it's invested a, his money really yes. well. Our portfolio. That's our portfolio. Is <laughs> nice. Yeah. And Andy, no response. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, so girl, people, you be doing that. People invest their money in, you know, stocks and bonds and real estate and stuff. And some other people, you know, just put it up their nose. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. But I feel like with that in that moment with with Monique, I feel like Monique definitely did not need that check because she walked away from that really easily. But and I feel she also like, said that like she felt disrespected because they put her in a totally separate hotel than the rest of the cast mm-hmm. for the reason. Yeah. But I feel like every other woman on that cast needed that needs that check. Giselle and, especially. <laughs> With them white appliance, <laughs> not even white. They don't match. Got a black appliance, a white appliance, and then right. a stainless steel microwave. Right. Wow. Yeah. I got you. But yeah, but yeah, it was just a wild but, night. Of, yeah. Uh, so, and I were just watching Andy the entire time, and like it was interesting because both he and Anderson have young sons and they're single fathers, and that's great and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And to, to me, it's just like kids are off limits, but. They kept, I guess, because when you're a new parent, you are kind of obsessed with your kid. I have sisters who have young babies, and kind of your whole life has been uprooted. So you talk about your kids a lot because you have nothing else to talk about. Totally understandable. However, um, Andy, I guess Anderson was talking about his son liking a certain kind of toy, and the toy like aggressively tells his son to clap his hands. And uh, then there's also like another toy that more kindly asks the son to clap his hands, and then Andy says. Or alluded to the fact that Anderson's son was a bossy bottom. And I was like, oh my God, don't be out here calling the infants a bossy bottoms. And then he was also super inappropriate because he was like explaining how he reads an alphabet book to his son. And he was like, the alphabet book says H is for whole. And I just don't know how to explain that. I was like, I, as a homosexual, H is for homosexual, was embarrassed and mortified because I was just like, wow, he's wildly inappropriate. If you're this inappropriate on primetime television, mm-hmm. how are you behind closed doors? Well, I mean, that was the testament to that cocaine. He got some good stuff that night because, oh. well, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the Mariah part, at first, Mariah looked it good. She had old, nasty, white, and silver. She had a whole, mm-hmm. like, that up. She had the Christmas tree. She had like decorations. She had everything. Mama looked good mm-hmm. um, in that in that gown. She had, she at one point she told somebody, "Get me some champagne." Yeah, and yeah, here comes, yeah. And then here comes Tanaka with the the champagne. But um, at one point, he like Andy was just loud talking. He was just interrupting Mariah, and then he says to her. So when you recorded um, All I Want for Christmas is you, like, take me back to that moment. Like, how did you feel? And Mariah was like, let me correct you. She's like, I wrote that song. And he's like, wait, wait, well, I meant, uh, she's like, no, no, no. (laughs) So you said when I recorded it, she's like, but give me my credit. I wrote that song. And as a songwriter, and then she goes into her spiel, but it was like just another moment where Andy kind of diminishes the accomplishments of black women yet again. Like, you need to keep that right. over at Bravo, Andy. Like, you don't need to be doing this on CNN like that. And not with legends and icons. Okay. She could never. Like, he's even disrespectful. I mean, he's even disrespectful to people who are just above his station. Because I do look at Anderson Cooper with a different level of respect and put him in a different category than I do Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy should just be happy to be here, honestly. Like, I don't know who booked them like I know they're friends and I know that I think part of the allure is that Andy is going to get shit faced and coked out of his mind allegedly uh-huh. and on something else that night we don't know we don't but know I, I well, heard perhaps. that he yeah Alleged. definitely could have yeah potentially have been a model from what I heard on the street <laughs> um, but yeah I, I don't know like I know they're friends and they kind of want to bring that you know, familiarity, familiarity, that rapport. That'd be like, I mean, if y'all want that, y'all can hire us for the next um, New Year's Eve because yeah, it was just it was cringeworthy. It was yeah. really cringeworthy television. Um, I I think that you know it's cool. I I do know that once upon a time it used to be Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, well, and 
after Kathy Griffin pulled that stunt, that again, I don't understand why she was canceled, but she pulled that stunt with Trump. She was taken off of the um, New Year's Eve hosting mm-hmm. with Ann Anderson. So then they, they brought in, you know, I think they try to do the whole highbrow, lowbrow, and that can work. Well, you know, it works for our show, but you have to be able to, <laughs> be able to do it right. <laughs> so y'all need to book us for next year. Because, I mean, I feel like with the kind of drunk, inebriated host, I feel like they do that enough with Dom Lemon. Because remember last year, he was sweating down. And he had on that, like, velvet blazer. And he was just getting, he was feeling it. He was in his cups, and he was feeling good. Like, I wanted some of that, (laughs) whatever he was drinking. Because I feel like they do that with that. So I don't think they need the entire night. Right. I mean, the only part of the night that had a little bit of dignity was the in memoriam. But it was like a producer must have pulled him to the side and be like, look, we're about to go over all the people that died this year. Have your shit together. And, you know, <laughs> Anderson... Sprinkle some water on his face. <laughs> right, right. But it was like, just just hold it together, please. For this. If, if not for this, then, you know, come on. But you know, you've had that <laughs> like that drunk girlfriend moment where you gotta like get her together real quick. Like, girl, we got to walk out here. Like, we are together. Don't trip right. and fall in this restaurant and embarrass me. So I feel like somebody they need a little bit more of that. I think. No, I'm not. I'm not mad at it all. You do if it's essential and necessary. Well, yeah, that was pretty much that was that was my New Year's Eve, and you know what I'm willing to tell on the podcast, yeah. but, you know, oh. just, just ordering food. You know, oh, where, from where? We ordered from Dan Dan. We ordered like mm-hmm. half the fucking menu. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, and it was like right in front of the hotel. So we just walked around the corner, got mad. Like we literally ordered so much food, a little gluttonous, but. That was pretty much it. Woke up the next day, you know, and it was a pretty sucky weekend. I mean, it was nice on Saturday. Saturday, we did go mm-hmm. um, on, like, a 12-mile bike ride. But other than that, it was just a chill weekend. Like, Wait, so y'all just stepped like, into the hotel for one night? Well, yeah, it was just up the street. We just wanted to switch it up. Bob was, we was going to try to stay all weekend. That's... Hmm. Okay. Okay, girl, what? I'm not, I, we was just, it was just a little switch of scenery. That's all. We have Did lots of other. You could change of clothes? Like. Yeah. Uh, it was I'll just a one night. Don't, it, 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 it ain't for you, ain't got the beef for you. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was. Like, it was you got, I mean, you keep saying you got multiple homes. Y'all couldn't just go to one of those? One night only. We wanted to. <laughs> Come on, big baby, come on. Come on, big baby, come on. Yes, one night only. One night only. That's all. We only got till dawn. Shit, that was it, you know? We have, you know, it was just, we have lots of other things to come. Did y'all see role play? Like, meet me in the bar. I'm going to have on this wig. I told you there's things we're not going to talk about on this podcast. I'm going to have a red rose. My lapel. Did you come with an accent? Of course. You always have an accent. I mean, you gotta switch it up. You do have to switch it up. Sometimes I ask him to speak in his American accent, and I, it's such a who. Oh, it's so funny. But anyway, speaking of funny, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch? My favorite show of all time, RuPaul's Drag Race season thirteen premiere. You know, I don't watch that. Um, yeah, no. I don't what kind of gay are you? Well, you know, Drag Race is not my thing. Like uh, since the early season, because I watched up until Raja one, season three, mm-hmm. and then it just got too formulaic for me. It was, and it then very formulaic. In the beginning, it was like, you got to sew your costume on site. You got to put this wig together on site. You got to do this on site. But now they just come with, like, suitcases and luggages. Designers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they know the challenges ahead of time. So it's it's not as authentic to me. 
Agreed. I think that, you know, the level of drag has definitely been stepped up. It's much more yeah. like professional, but it is missing that level of spontaneity mm-hmm. and and excitement that the earlier seasons did have. You know, the earlier seasons, when you do go back and watch, they're like, the girls are a little rough around the edges, but that's kind of what gave it, like, a little charm. Yeah, like, I like that. It was, it was, you know, a makeup show, a hair show, Project Runway, mm-hmm. America's Next Top mm-hmm. Model, and America Idol all in one. And it was just like... <laughs> Now it is, I, I do totally agree with you, but I will say that when we went to Canada one, one year for Pride, we were very into Brooklyn Heights. Yes. Well, that's because we had nothing else to watch because I couldn't figure out the Roku or whatever they had. <laughs> and <laughs> the edible had hit. And you knocked out. Yeah. But that season, that season actually, it was good. It I think because I already knew the ending, I wasn't like, Yeah. Well, I watched this new season, season 13, and Mm -hmm. this entire season was filmed during the pandemic. Therefore, like the judges' desk, like they looked, they're seated a little bit further from each other than they normally are. And then there's like little like glass partitions. So they legitimately look like bank Mm -hmm. tellers. Right. So then all the girls came out. And like the one girl would enter the workroom, and the second girl would enter the workroom, and then Paul would come on the television screen and say, "Report to the, you know, to the dance floor, or whatever they call it, uh, the main stage." Mm-hmm. And they would lip sync, and then there'd be a winner and a loser, and then they divided the girls into two groups, and that's how they handled the first season. Um, but it was weird to me because I was like, "Oh, they're just gonna keep like these two people." Mm-hmm. together the whole time. How are they gonna handle production? Yeah, yeah, with COVID. But um, they were able to handle it in, it was it was just an interesting format. I did like it because I felt like I got more time to know each one, of, each one of the girls as opposed to being bombarded with, you know, 13 girls right off the bat. But basically, you know, got to see them lip sync and see some talent immediately. And you kind of, kind of could gauge which ones you like. And I already put my money on my favorites. Uh, but the to be continued or the cliffhanger of the episode is that all the girls who lost lip sync now have to send someone home, which I do hate because Aww. it feels very all-stars like and not the traditional RuPaul's Drag Race competition. Um, that's the regular version. So it was okay. But thus far my favorite queen so far is Simone. Um, Simone's everything and I hope that she wins. If not, I do kind of like um, Denali and I also do like, yeah, girl, I also do like Got Nick. Actually, your sister liked to respond to her on Twitter, but she asked me about, like, Got, I guess, I guess it was Got Nick, uh, because she was like, how is it, because Got Nick is a contestant who is a trans man who does drag in the art of female impersonation, and I think uh-huh. that it's like it was a little bit confusing and she's like can you come explain it to me and i was like girl i didn't respond yet because i'm still confused too (laughs) yeah that's a lot of layers that's a lot of layers a lot of confusion Mm -hmm. but um it looks like it's going to be a fun and entertaining season it seems as though we're going to be locked in the house for at least the next six months um but I'm, I'm excited to watch. And, you know, I'll be reporting here and there. We're not going to do, like, a weekly recap, but when something hot pops off, I'll, I'll teach mm-hmm. out about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I did watch? Um, so, first, I watched Wonder Woman 1984. Did you see mm-hmm. it? I don't do those kinds of movies. And, uh, um, the superhero genre is not really my thing. But then I also heard that it was not a good movie. Well, it was... Well, <laughs> It wasn't that it was not good. It was different. Um, Because, you know, I love the superhero movies. And I I always do a superhero for my Halloween costume, usually. But um, it was just a different kind of movie because the the villains were one of... There were two villains, but one of the villains, it was more conceptual than, like, actual, like, a kingpin or villain type. So I think that's where part of the disconnect was. And also this movie was supposed to come out in, I want to say like May, March. It, it was supposed to be earlier this year, I, I know. Uh-huh. Um, and so I feel like the delays kind of dampened the impact that it was going to have. 
right because the high pain like, yeah like don't wait for like this is it yeah okay and you can kind of tell they went back and like recorded some stuff because there's like the scene at the end i'm like this doesn't really fit mm-hmm. into the whole thing so i feel like they might have went back and recorded that um oh. pretty recently but I thought it was okay i would i would give it like a seven out of ten Okay. Not bad for a superhero superhero movie. Right. Um, people so acting like it was the worst thing ever. It wasn't. Because she gave you costumes. She gave you, like, it's set in the 80s, so you get that nostalgia of, like, okay. seeing Blockbuster and seeing JCPenney at the mall and, like, seeing just different stuff. And the Not JCPenney's. Yes, girl. Okay. <laughs> but it was cute. It was cute. And it gave you, like, some more backstory into the action, like, the Wonder Woman. And Linda Carter was in it. Uh, she had a little cameo. Oh, the original Wonder Woman. Yes, the original Wonder Woman. So yeah, she had a little cameo piece, which was cute. And they already greenlit um, Wonder Woman 3. And they, they're they bringing back Patty Jenkins, who was the director, and then Gal Gadot, of course, who was Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, so then I also watched Bridgerton on <sighs> Netflix. Did you see it? You yes, saw I it. I watched Bridgerton. Yeah, I did, did. yes. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, can we just talk about the Duke of Hastings? Oh, yes. Child, deliciousness. <laughs> Bridgerton is actually based on a series of books by some lady. I don't know. She's actually mm-hmm. American, but she wrote these, these British books. But um, it's set in the Regen- Regency era of the UK, which is roughly like the late 1700s to about 1820. Um, and you know, I love like opulence. I love the royals. I love mm-hmm. anything. A period piece. <laughs> you know, I love a period drama. And so, but it's like Shonda Rhimes, this is like her first um, production off of her Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. And it was everything. It was, it gives you kind of like Gossip Girl meets like, have you seen The Tudors? You haven't seen The Tudors. I have seen the tutors yeah, with Jonathan okay. Myers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's kind of like Gossip Girl meets, you know, one of those period pieces. Well, I never saw the the Gilmore Girls. Um, but that was Gilmore good. Girls. Gossip Girl. Uh, oh, Gossip Girl. Sorry. I'm the CW. <laughs> I don't know. Alliteration for me. Uh, <laughs> um, I did like Bridgerton, but it's it, it, it was. You know, I was actually watching it, and then my mom kind of got into it. She was like, mm-hmm. this is not realistic, because she's like, there never would have been this, like, mixed-race society mm-hmm. back in time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Mother, you have to kind of suspend reality. This is, I didn't know what to call it. Maybe you know the right word, but I said this is like a fantasy, you know, historical fiction. Well, they, the term, well, they have a couple terms for it. So one term is blackwashing which i don't like blackwashing oh my god yeah and then there's another term but it's basically it puts you in the mind of like hamilton because so this is set in like the same time period of hamilton because george iii was the king at the time of of that as well and so it's where you know you have in hamilton you have this multiracial cast you have Mm -hmm. minorities who are playing hamilton george washington things like that and in Bridgerton, it's the same thing, where you have a lot of um, minority characters who are just interwoven into the cast, and they don't make any kind of mention of the races or anything. It's just supposed to be, this is what it is, and that's right. it. Right. I mean, they did make a, a, a quick little mention, because I was like, they have to address this in some way, shape, or form. And they did say that, like, the king was black woman, and that allowed their, their, you know, people to mix. But it really wasn't a heavy part or focus of the show. Um, I love that the queen was black. All her wigs and her hair was yes. everything. Yeah. So Queen and, Charlotte is the first black royal. Right. And I, also, she was supposed to be Queen Charlotte. Huh? She was supposed to be Queen Charlotte? Yeah, that's what I said, Queen Charlotte. Okay, but yeah, but the, the Queen on Bridgerton is like essentially supposed to be Queen Charlotte, correct? She is Queen Charlotte. 
Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And so that's why um, I think that was intentional casting a black woman as Queen Charlotte. Because, you know, in history, it was rumored that she was the first black royal. She is from a Portuguese um, royal family. And she's specifically from, like, the Moorish. Moorish, right. Which, mm-hmm. if you translate Moorish, it means um, basically dark. So actually, my name, my name, Maurice, is the French mm. translation of Maurice, which mm. means, um, which me- just means dark. So dark. my name means um, jet black hair, dark eyes, and dark skin, which fits well, me to the Oh my God, <laughs> I just found this article on Oprah Magazine, the story behind the wheel Queen Charlotte on Bridget Chan. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. But okay, would the Queen Charlotte do coke, though? Because that kind of threw me off. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think they did. Because, you know, even back in the day, Coca-Cola was made with cocaine. That's true. So they had all kind of tinctures and stuff. But, yeah, she um, would just do a coke at the little uh, tea party and shit. But I did yeah, like... Oh, my God, bring me some fresh cocaine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, go get me some fresh cocaine. They say, this is not hitting right. But um, I loved it because it felt old world. It was clearly a period mm-hmm. piece. Also felt modern, and I really did appreciate the music choices. Like mm-hmm. they would be at the ball or the gala, and they'd be like playing like "Thank You Next," "Thank You Next," yeah. or like <laughs> they played Billie Eilish. They yes. played um, something else that was like very current. I love that. Right? Yeah, I, I thought it was super cool. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was great. Shonda Rhimes writing it was super exciting. Kept you on your seat. You didn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the period piece for people who don't like period pieces. Right, yeah. So it was it was entertaining, but mm-hmm. you know the, the best move they did was in casting, um, reggae, Jean Page. Yes, I had to look is up it, how to say his name. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, he said it's reggae, like the music, like Jean, like Wyclef, mm-hmm. and Page, like Page in a book. <laughs> okay. uh, yes, I do follow him on Instagram. Yes, he oh. is an appetizer a main course and a dessert. He was just, he was a delight to look at. Well, and I I wish him many things in his future, many more roles and many more things. Goddamn. What a specimen. I think that he needed like a little bit more body hair because he was supposed to be giving you like, man. Hold on. It's okay. Um, in the hood. <laughs> but I think, yeah, he was supposed to be giving you, like, man-man. But I feel like he was giving, you know, I feel like he was giving, you know, young man. Coming of age, man. Okay. I feel, I I feel like that. he was supposed to be, like, you know, I feel like he was supposed to be giving sophomore to junior in college. <laughs> you know, the dad bod hadn't set in yet. Hadn't said in yet. I mean, but that body hair should have. He didn't even have like a treasure trail or nothing. Like, girl, mm. I just want to find the treasure. But. Power. <laughs> but it was. Uh, it was a good show. It was super good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope that yeah. it gets season two. Yeah, I think it should. It's coming. Yeah. It's probably for Hardy Bay. Mm-hmm. I think that was announced um, again. And then another thing I watched, which I think you mentioned. A while back was Emily in Paris. Oh, okay, yes, I did watch Emily in Paris like way that. back when it first came out. Wasn't it cute? It was cute. It was for it what was, it was. Yes, like it was cute. So when I we first watched um like the first episode, I was like, this is kind of like Sex in the City, super Sex in the City. And then like the next episode came on and it was like um Darren Star was the producer or creator or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well he did Sex in the City. Right. So now, so then that it made a, a bit more sense because it's like young girl in a new city. She has like mid level <laughs> job, but she can somehow afford couture. Right. Like, that don't make sense. So that's very Darren Star, Carrie <laughs> Bradshaw. She's making like these dumbass decisions um, with men, and mm-hmm. like you knew she was gonna break up with the original boyfriend. Right. Kind of. I Did you like the French boyfriend? I like the snob boyfriend, the the professor. Okay, yes. Remember? I mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I realized that 
I'm a snob. Wow. And I think that's why I liked him. Because he just was not here for any of that bullshit. He was like, Swan Lake, that's for tourists. I was like, yes. Okay, but you you love Black Swan, bitch. Natalie Portman. I think that was good. It was good. (laughs) I'm a little bit basic. I'm a little Rengar, (laughs) like Emily. But it was was fun. It was like escapism. It was like... It was. It was good for what it was. I'm excited for what season two might bring. Right. And you know, I love a good, nice little half-hour comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like short, and it was like, it was cute, and like that young, you know, like twenties intern kind of kind of. Uh, yes. Yeah, you need comedy. to eat crow because you made fun of me for watching that show. Now look at I you. Did I did because like the reviews were just horrible, <laughs> and they were just like, oh my god, I can't believe that there's another show that features you know young aloof privileged white girl like going to Paris and doesn't she doesn't even speak French and it was just like well, you know it's, a lot of these think pieces and writers out here are just fucking miserable I just I don't know why these people are just like they're just sad miserable people it's just like if you take joy in simple things you just ridicule you for it I'm just over society but that's a whole nother topic <laughs> I did also watch tour shows. We kind of wrap our TV because I feel like we just both watched a lot of TV the first few days of 2021. Yeah. And I did watch, um, it was called uh, Death to 2020 on Netflix. I was going to watch it because Samuel L. Jackson was in it, but then I got distracted <laughs> and I started watching <laughs> Best Leftovers Ever or something like that. Some leftovers. That just show, reminded right? me of a meme I saw the other day, not just a rollback, when you said, who, who was in Death to 2020? Samuel L. Jackson. Why do black people say Samuel L. Jackson? Not Samuel L. Jackson. I swear to God. Test it. Test it on people. Black people call him Samuel Jackson. Not Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. <laughs> it just runs together. It just runs together. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did you watch this other show? Yeah, it's called um, Best Leftovers Ever. It's like they get a container. It's like chops, but they get a container of like leftover food and they have to transform it into like a creative new dish. Okay. And- yeah, so I started watching that instead. I was like, ooh, that is nasty. I'm not going to eat that. Ooh, that looks good. Right, right. I, I, I implore you to go back and watch Samuel L. Jackson and Death of 2020. It was fucking hilarious. It was a review of the whole clusterfuck fire dumpster, you know, train wreck of the year that 2020 mm-hmm. was. It was kind of like, and I watched it after we recorded our, um, best of 2020 show and we kind of hit on all the major things except for like the australian wildfires and the non-existent murder hornets no those exist oh they do there ain't gonna be no honey in 2020 girl (laughs) oh girl yeah damn well and then i also did watch another show on amazon prime called dearly departed which was like more of like a stand-up situation featuring all women in this funeral situation, like mm-hmm. giving eulogies to the things that we've lost, to the things that have died in 2020. It was kind um, of funny, yeah. kind of highbrow. Um, it was cute. I did like it. But it was, it was, it was fun. Like, you know, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. All right, child. Well, let's talk to the next segment of the show. It is time for I Said What I Said. What's your I said for I said? I said what I said for this week. Mm-hmm. Am I going or you go? You go. This lemon drop is hitting its hook. Okay. So, um, my I said what I said this week goes out to all those gays on the internet who are shaming the other gays. As you all know, I love a good meme. Hey. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love a good meme. I love internet drama and controversy. And I have been thoroughly entertained. Um, If you don't know, a lot of gays have been suffering from COVID fatigue. And they're having withdrawals from circuit parties. And they said to themselves, fuck it. I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to go to Puerto Vallarta. I'm going to go to Rio de Janeiro. I'm going to spread this coronavirus and I don't give a fuck. Because I need to do poppers on the dance floor. I need That's to do not what they do. Oh, 
<laughs> and I, I need to do my coke. I need to get my my bussy wrecked and mm-hmm. have a good time. And by golly, if I get COVID doing it, oh well. And they did exactly that. But all weekend, there were gays partying it up and just having no shame, posting stories, Instagram posts all over the internet. So there's been some pop-up pages such as, you know, gays over COVID. Gays over COVID. um, Where they've been exposing people and putting Mm -hmm. their acts in the stories and, you know, posting them, like pinning them to the post. Um, and lots of gays are up in arms, so much so that they actually got the page Gays Over COVID shut down due to bullying and misuse of the Instagram user guidelines. But it's been so funny because, like, all these gays have been, and it's there's a there's a there's a second a backup page. It's like Gays oh. Over COVID 2.0. But the memes have been hilarious, just because on New Year's Eve there was this like <laughs> party cruise that sunk. Yes, and Puerto Vallarta. And all the gays were drowning in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, just the memes. And everyone knows me that Little Knows Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney uh, movie. And it's just, you know, Ursula saying that she's capturing all these poor, unfortunate holes. Ariel and Flounder are playing with the poppers and the bags of Coke and the dildos. It's just funny. But I do think that people need to be shamed because it's quite ridiculous. And some of these people have been um, put on blast for lying about their status as a health professional, which I don't know how they do to get, you know, vaccines. And then are mm-hmm. um, you know, in Puerto Vallarta, there was this other guy out in San Francisco who goes by like at bearded nurse, who was a nurse mm-hmm. who was on um, a ventilator for sixty days, lost mad weight. Like he actually had called COVID. He had COVID earlier last year, back in April, and he's like, "Well, fuck mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna go have fun. It's survival of the fittest. The people die, they die. Oh well." And there's this whole group of the gays that are there partying, saying that the gays who aren't there are just jealous. And I must say, like, there's a couple people that I know personally that are in Mexico right now that I follow, that I know, and are just out there living their lives, not a care in the world. And a lot of people I know are even medical professionals, people who work on COVID floors, who are mm-hmm. just, like, out there partying. And it's just, to me, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's just very selfish. It's very short-sighted. How have you had COVID nearly die from it, and you're just out here without a mask, spreading all types of, of germs, going to a foreign country and infecting their people, you know, it just, it, and it has this, this, this tinge of, you know, if you live in, why, exactly. It, it's hard to explain because unless you're a part of the gay community, I'll never forget having to explain to a lot of my straight girlfriends about the racism in the gay community. They just are like shocked when they hear that racism exists in the gay community. And I'm like, there's so many levels to it because all these gays who are out here partying, they're also saying that, you know, they're being body shamed because it's only the fat gays or the femme oh. gays, you know, or the black gays who are making fun of them and they all just, we all just want to be them. And it's just like, no girl, it's all these white gays that are on steroids that are, you know, have a certain look and type mm-hmm. out here just yeah. saying whole world and shitting on everybody else and that pisses me off i love the memes i love calling the people out by name some people are losing their jobs and getting fired um and you know what it is what it is if you want to be out here i think as a community we got to do better but there's just so much hierarchy in the community of just the i'm white i'm hot i should be able to do whatever i want to do and fuck everyone else and i'm tired of it so fuck y'all I'm glad y'all vote drowned. I'm glad it was the gay Titanic. I'm glad that y'all out here getting called out on these pages on Instagram. You know, ain't nobody jealous of y'all. We just want y'all to act like y'all have some fucking sense, but clearly you don't. You'll do anything. Just desperate for the dick. It's sad. It's actually quite sad. And I I, I am glad to think that we're starting off 2020 with shaming people because shaming people does sometimes have a good um, result for the gay community. I think I think to piggyback off of that because mine was um, kind of going to be kind of similar to yours, but mm-hmm. it is that they do all have a similar look, um, and it just reeks of privilege and right. whiteness and this overly. Work 
worked out aesthetic that all of them seem to have. And so when I was um, looking at, at, you know, the stuff going on on social media, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, at the, I think it's different when, you know, you know, yeah, Kim Kardashian did it for her for fortieth birthday. She ran it out. Oh, of, the island. <laughs> a private island. Yeah, but she ran it out of a private island, and it was only like a hundred of her closest friends. You know, right? But, <laughs> but then when you have like these essentially circuit parties, and you know, people going to wherever they can go because. You know, it's one thing to go to a private island. It's one thing to kind of go to a secluded location. It's just you. It's just your partner. And yeah, you got to get tested. You have to, you know, be negative. But when you when you see the people who are like posting their vaccine, you know, getting vaccinated picture today and then tomorrow they're on the beach in Puerto Vallarta. It's like, bitch, what? Right. You talk about mask up and you know be safe and quarantine this and that, but you're a hypocrite. I think it's the hypocrisy for me. Right, and where... I think it shows, it shows the ugliest parts of our community: the selfishness, the mm-hmm. the, the access, the but, you know, all I'm good, fuck you. But girl, I mean, let's keep it all the way real. Puerto Vallarta is cheap. Like it is probably one of the cheapest places you can go in Mexico. Like they're not in um, Riviera Maya or (laughs) Isla Mujeres or Mm -hmm. anywhere like that. Well, Cabo is kind of like mid range, but Puerto Vallarta, and you know they sleep in like four to a room. Yes, girl, come on. But messy. And it just gives me very little hope for, like, how we're going to get out of this. I expected more from the gays, but you know what? They all expected more. Yeah, I did not. Because as soon as this thing opened back up, them circuit parties are going to be popping. Like, they're still making, um, they're still, <laughs> still able to make porn somehow, which I don't even know what their testing regulations are. But. Right. Still popping. Damn it, Oh, you know, beware. My thing is this: don't get mad when you're out here on Instagram flaunting and, and, and you know, pressed up out here spreading the COVID. But then get mad when people share it and tag it and identify you and call right. you out. Like, that's right. my thing. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You know, you you want people to you know you want the adoration and the followers and the hype and the yes. But as soon as someone gives you a no, it's we're shaming. No, we're not shaming, bitch. We can't get the fuck real. You're out here, you're being trifling, and we're calling you out because you decided to put it on a public forum. You're going to have what you're going to have, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, some friends that I had in mm-hmm. college are like, you got my COVID test today, six days to Jamaica. And I'm like, oh, hold up, bitch, because you can still contract COVID between now. Correct. Yeah, like if you just got your test back, but you at the bar every day, like uh, it, it also it's just so idiocy of people. Like a, a a negative test is of no value. The only test that matters is a positive test, right? Because you can fucking contract COVID while getting tested, right? It is not going to show up. So it's just like stop acting like a dummy. And I don't care if you got the vaccine, you can even because the vaccine is a two step process. You can still <laughs> right. contract it before you get the second vaccine. Exactly, girls. Like, let's just be smart, but this is also a failure of the American education system, and we just don't have enough time on this here podcast. Um, but I'm done with the gays for this week. Yeah, Keep- yeah, me too. All right, well, let's get to our last and our favorite segment of the show. It's time for tens, tens, tens across tens the board. Tens across the board. My tens goes to Dave, Patricia McGrath. Uh, Pat McGrath is a formidable makeup artist. Anyone who knows me knows that I love makeup. I've never put makeup on my face. Actually, this is the truth. I've never really even put makeup on my face. Just chapstick. Not even a lip gloss, not a highlighter, not a concealer. I do like cherry, but I actually prefer pear, coconut, or speeds. Um, 
but I just love watching makeup tutorials. They really calm me because I love process and order, but I also like creativity and uh, artistic expression. So it is a great medium for me to just enjoy and watch. And I actually just find them really relaxing when I'm trying to wind down from a long day. But I really know Pat McGrath. She has her own makeup line, uh, Pat McGrath Labs. And she is the creme de la creme. Like, remember that gay guy? I watched a documentary of him. His name was Kevin something. He was from Mariah's. Oh, Kevin Aquan. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, him and her went way, way back. You know, she used to do makeup on Naomi and Christy and he was Linda. Cute. He was cute. It was so sad. He had that disease where, like, he just kept growing and growing. It was really painful. But anyway, back to Dane. Back to the day. She is the first makeup artist to be granted damehood by Queen Elizabeth II Part Two. <laughs> Um, and I'm just very proud of her because she's someone I've known. I've followed her work. She has high, high-end makeup. Yes, high-ender than Mac. Better-er than Mac. Bigger-er than Mac. Um, she's just is awesome. Is she better she's than Supercent? Who that is? In the, in the crayon box? Or what does she call it? You know Supercent. I, I don't know who that is. Oh, man. Sorry. She is like the black... Um, Kylie Jenner. Um, Never heard of her in my life. <laughs> no. But this is Pat McGrath, and I'm just proud of her. She's an English woman. She's a black woman, and she's out here doing a thing, making strides, getting damehoods. I still don't really know what a dame is, but I feel like it's a fucking honor. So congratulations to you. So it's like a, um, it's an honorary title, and female um, equivalent is like a knighthood. So okay. from here on out, she'll be referred to as Dame uh, Pat McGrath. Mm-hmm. And if you get a knighthood, then you'll be called Sir, Sir Elton John. Like, yeah, like Sir Elton John, um, Lewis Hamilton, the um, race car race car driver. Oh, he's he also a just got a knighthood. Yeah, you know he used to date um, Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, so the Pussycat Dolls. And now she's a judge on Mass Singer. Oh, oh, are you going to watch The Mask Dancer? I need to catch up because I think it already started. Uh-uh. Yeah. And Patty Patty said they're going too far. She said, what they going to have next? The Mask Address? The <laughs> best. What was your experience <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, my tans this week is going to none other than <laughs> out of the mouth of babes. So my tans is going to Moroccan Scott Cannon, who is the oh. child of my diva of choice, Mariah Carey. And <laughs> they call him Rock. You know, his twin sister is Rose. It's like rock and roll. Um, but he had a message for the people on New Year's Eve. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was really poignant because, you know, he's, I think he's like nine. They turned 10 on uh, April 30th. And so he says to the people, and there's a video that Mariah posted, and he's like, Happy New Year's. Um, a lot of people may not have thought this year was perfect, but this year was really inspiring to me. It really made me get up because I had it too good for too long and I needed a jump start. <laughs> so this year was really amazing. So many things happened. A lot of good things happened. A lot of bad things happened. He's like, but still, you got to think good and positive and nothing will bring us down no matter what. So oh, that more is the message that we need this year. Um, you know, going into 2021, um, you know, coming off of all the upset and the hurt that a lot of us had uh, this past year, I think it was a perfect message to start the year off right. So, yes. you know, we got to think of, think of it as a jump start, and, you know, everything that we all went through last year is just setting us up for more achievements and, and strength and, and, and courage this year. So tens for you little Moroccan Scott Cannon. 
go ahead, Moroccan. All right. Well, it was so much fun. This is our first show of 2021. Can you believe it? This is our third first show in a brand new year. I know, right? We had a first show 2019, 2020, and 2021. Always coming to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you all have a healthy new year. And we'll see you next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at categoryispod.com.